Morning again, everyone. About, I guess it will be three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, um, it was two weeks before I headed off to, to camp. Um, as I already mentioned today, have you know, a lot of kids heading off to camp this week. Uh, a couple of weeks ago was the beginning of senior week, which is the week that I usually work at and that I teach at. Um, but for about two weeks before it was time to leave, um, I really just to sum up my life in, in one word, it was just busy. Um, that's, I mean, that everything, I just felt frantic. For about two solid weeks, I felt like there was so much to do, so much to get done. Um, the things that I had to get done, just the normal day-to-day stuff, the, the preparations that I needed to finish uh, for the, the roles that I was going to play at camp, um, things I needed to organize, the talks I was going to give, the classes I was going to be teaching, um, all the regular stuff as well. And, and that there are also a lot of other just little things that I, I wanted to kind of get squared away and get taken care of before I left. And, and of course, one of the worst things about being gone anywhere for a week is that, you know, you really have to take care of like a week's extra stuff, all the stuff that you feel like you probably should be doing in that week that you're going to be gone, that you're going to be out of pocket, so you don't feel like you're constantly playing catch-up when you get back. And so for those two weeks, I was just, I was busy, I was, I was feeling stressed, I was feeling tired, and honestly, I know I probably, during those couple of weeks, probably wasn't being a very good husband and father. I, I probably wasn't being a very good friend and, and brother to you. I, you know, and honestly, I probably wasn't being the best disciple that I've ever been. Just because I was so frantic and I felt so overwhelmed with so many things that I felt like needed to get done. And the frustrating part about that, more than anything else probably, was that most of this was, it was church stuff. It was stuff that I was doing either for church or to you know, classes that I was teaching at camp. Most of the stuff that I was feeling overwhelmed by were good things. There were things having to do with the life of the church and things that I was trying to do as a disciple. But you know, I was doing all these things, or at least trying to, but I was really feeling like this isn't exactly what... Jesus meant with a verse that Jay had us looking at last week when Jesus said he came so that we could have life and, and have it abundantly or have it to the full. Now, I felt very full for those couple of weeks, but it wasn't the right kind of full. I don't think that's what Jesus had in mind. And so after a couple of weeks of feeling that, you know, I finally get to camp and are able to decompress a little bit. I mean, because... Honestly, the day is about as busy as any other time would be. Things are, there's so much going on, so much scheduled, but I was at least disconnected from enough stuff that I could have a little bit more focus. And there was one moment uh, in during senior week, part of the schedule. You know, we start our mornings. Uh, you know, after breakfast, we have some Bible classes, we have some worship time, a devotional, and then after that, we have these things that are just called discussion groups. Uh, basically, the um, all of the girls are divided up among in some groups among the female counselors and teachers. Um, all the guy counselors are divided up into smaller groups among the guy counselors, and it's basically an open forum. Um, basically, anything that um, the campers want to talk about, anything that they're curious about, questions that have come up in classes or other discussions and devotionals, um, things that they're struggling with, whatever it may be. Um, 
Now, being on the guy's side of things, it's usually a lot of, you know, silence and awkward pauses, uh, you know, these guys that don't really want to talk yet, till you get to, like, the end of the week. Like, Thursday, they finally loosened up enough to be able to talk, and then you're trying to cram it all in in the last two days. They don't have that problem in the girls' discussion groups, go figure. It's like they are comfortable expressing themselves, unlike teenage guys who just sit and feel more comfortable if they're just making a joke about something or making sure we're not looking at them or paying attention to them. But towards the end of the... Actually, I think this was on a Wednesday, so this was ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, One of the things that came up in a discussion was a question that hit a little close to home to me, and what I had in response to it, I realized, was what I needed to hear after those couple of weeks. It was this one camper um, from a church, I believe in Ohio somewhere, that his... The thing that he brought up is that says, okay, I go to church three times a week. I do all the church stuff. I do all the church activities. It says, but sometimes I just feel like I'm just doing all this church stuff. And I feel like I'm, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm not really getting something out of it all the time. I feel like maybe all this stuff that's done for this general audience of the church, it just, sometimes it feels like it just isn't for me and it's not helping me grow spiritually. And I thought, oh, so you're busy with church stuff. Sounds kind of familiar. Sounds like the way I was feeling the last couple of weeks. And I gave him a couple of pieces of advice. Um, There were other things that were said. Other people had some other comments as well. But one of the things that I mentioned that isn't really connected to this lesson is that, you know, but sometimes, no, it's it's not really for you. Um, Sometimes it's not about what you're going to get from it. um, But sometimes it's about going and being a blessing. It's going to worship to bless the Lord with your words and your actions. It's about being a blessing to the others that are around you. And so you don't need to always worry so much about what you're going to get out of it as about what you're going to bring to it. But the point that I said that as the words were coming out of my mouth, I realized that it was exactly what I needed to hear. And what I told him is that he's in actually a pretty good place and that he's recognized something. He's recognized that he can't just put the responsibility for his connection to God and the responsibility for his spiritual growth in the hands of the church that he attends. But instead, he is in a place, he had come to a place where he was mature enough to recognize that for him to grow in Christ, it was time for him to start taking responsibility for himself taking responsibility for his own spiritual life, taking responsibility for his own relationship with God. Told him, you can't just rely on the church to make you a Christian. I said that as someone, you know, said, I'm not from the church you're from, but as someone who tries to to help in the leadership of, of a congregation, that has to help in the planning and organization of things that go on. I said that I'm pretty sure that I can, I know some people at your church and, and I know that just like us, we all, when we plan things, we try and plan and organize activities and, and, and structures and, and things that we do together that will encourage that growth, that will help you grow. You know, activities, programming, structure, but those can't be the source of your growth. If you're counting on those for the source of your growth, if you think you just keep showing up to everything on the church calendar and you're going to be a strong Christian, you might be missing out on something. Because you can be busy with church stuff and still get tired. You can be busy with church stuff and still not be growing and flourishing because something's missing. Because it's not your connection to the church in and of itself that brings spiritual growth. Because it has to begin 
with your connection to Christ. Now, what we do together as a church is obviously important. We spent the last several, several weeks talking about, you know, in these three different shapes that we take on together, the things that we do in, in rows as we, as we come together to worship together, the things we do in, in fellowship and connecting to one another and encouraging and lifting up one another as we come together in that circles shape that we talked about for a while. And then most recently, the things that we do as we send one another out into the world, as we prepare each other to not just be a, a sitting church, but a sending church. Should have used that line, that lesson. Okay, um, but, but as we go out into the world, all those shapes that we take on as a church, as we're together, are important. The things we do together matter immensely. But there's one shape that the church just can't take. There's one shape that we just can't handle. We can't take the shape of the vine. I am the vine, Jesus says, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." It's very, very important that we as individuals pay attention to where our connection lies. I hope that you're connected to this family. If you're visiting here this morning, if if you're not part of this church family, I, I want you to know that this is a good place to be connected. This is a wonderful, loving family. And I feel like we're really quite well connected to one another. And we show a lot of love and concern for one another. We're involved in each other's lives, and that's great. And it's an amazing blessing that we have in this place. But if your connection is just to Crossroads, if your connection is just to a local body of believers, to a group of people, you're missing something. Ultimately, your primary connection has to be to Christ himself. And Dave talked about what he goes on the, uh, some of the songs that have the these and thous that he likes to change to the yous and, and your just to get us in a more modern frame of mind or a more personal frame of mind. Something else that I don't know if you noticed is I was talking to Dave last week about what this lesson was going to be about. And he said, oh yeah, lots of songs for that, aren't there? Singing so, you know, sarcastically. And he's like, yeah, I got nothing for you. But one thing that we did realize might be a decent theme to arrange the songs around that would be connected you may not have noticed this, but every song that we've sung today and the couple that we're going to be singing later, they're all sung in the first person singular. They're all songs about I, me, what I say to God, what I want to do in a life following Christ. The things that we do as a church are great. But if we don't start with a personal commitment to Christ, a personal commitment to discipleship, to following God, the things that we do together aren't going to actually be that effective. Because see, all of the shapes that we take on together, all of these shapes only work 
if we're connected to that vine. The, all of the shapes that we, that we do as a church, the things that we do collectively, if you, you know, remember the video that I made, it all started out with that one little point, that one little dot that all came together to form those shapes. Without those individual points being connected, none of this works. All of the shapes that we take on require each of us as individuals to be a part of the church and to truly be a part, not just of this congregation, but to be a part of Christ's body, to be a part of God's family, not to just have our name on a membership roll somewhere, not for it just to be recognized that this is a place where we attend on Sunday mornings on a regular basis. I mean, that's a good thing. It's good to be a part of a church family and to be known as someone who is a part of the life of a church. But we must be a part of the body of Christ fully for all the shapes that we take on to work. All the shapes that we take on as a church are made up of individual disciples fully committing to following Jesus. And I think that sometimes can be hard for us to do, especially in the modern Christian culture. A lot of people, unfortunately, have really started to view church as as a service industry. You know, your, your car breaks down, you go to your mechanic, you know, you get sick, you go to the doctor, you're hungry, you go to a restaurant, have some chef cook up something for you. Well, you're feeling like you need something spiritually, well, just, you know, go to church and go get fed. And we do need to, to get fed, the church. And we do need to come and bring our needs to the church. But when we look at the church as just one of another places where we are to be served, we skip something very important. Because, see... A church that's connected to each other, that's meeting each other and other's needs, can be good up to a point. But a church can be connected to each other without really being connected to Jesus. And they might call themselves a church, but that's not really the church. Because see, we're not just connected to each other to have our spiritual needs fulfilled. I hope and pray that the things that we do and the things that we encourage and that we teach and the way we interact in one another's lives are drawing us closer to God. But ultimately, we come to be the church together because we are connected to Christ. Our souls can only be satisfied by Jesus, not by each other. And, but our connection with him, that's what empowers us to come together and actually be the church Because then we can connect with one another in new and different ways. When we're connected to Christ, and we're coming to Christ to have our souls fulfilled, have our spirits nourished, then we can connect to each other in ways that that give us purpose. We can connect with purpose, and, and we're empowered by God to do the things that we've been called to do. Not just to come and get what we need, but to come together to give the world what it needs. Now, see, we need good church members. And in the coming weeks, we're going to talk a lot about what it takes to be a member of the church. We're going to talk about some things that we believe and teach as a church, things that we believe really are important, but they're things that are carried out by individuals. But first among them, first and foremost... We need people, in order to be the church that God calls us to be, we need people who answer the call to follow. The answer to the call, when Jesus says, come and follow me, 
they're ready to follow in his footsteps, wherever that might lead them. There are a lot of consumer Christians in this world. I don't want to be one of them. I find myself being one sometimes. Finding what's good for me and what makes me feel good and what brings me peace and joy when really my peace and joy should come from the only one who can give lasting peace and joy. My spiritual fulfillment will only come truly and permanently if my footsteps are following the one who can actually lead me there. I love this church. I love this family. And I love what we do together. But just imagine if all around the world, churches were made up 100% of people who were completely and totally committed to following Jesus. Would church culture look different? Would Christianity in this world, in this country, in this town, would it look different If first and foremost, we were committed to following Jesus, rather than just being committed to being part of a church that gives us what we need. I can't help but think that it would. I can't help but think that we've gone a little off the rails sometimes, mostly because we've forgotten that one important principle, that it all starts with a call from Jesus, where he says, come and follow me. And I can't make that choice for you. The person sitting next to you on the pew can't make that choice for you. If they're a stranger, a friend, a brother and sister in Christ, even if it's, it's your spouse or your, your parent, your child, no one else can make that choice for you. There's one key fundamental step that must be taken by each of us if we are going to then together be the church that God has called us to be. We've got to be people who say, yes, we will follow. In fact, we've got to be people who truly make the commitment that's expressed in the words of the song that we're just about to sing. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Not we have decided, though I hope we have. But it all comes down to, have you decided to follow him? Have you made that commitment? If there's any way that we can help you begin and take your first steps in that commitment, we'd love to help you with that. Or if there's any way that we can help you follow through more fully with a commitment that maybe you've made long ago to be a follower of Jesus, and you realize that maybe your steps haven't been quite as in line with his as they need to be. If you feel like you've been disconnected from that vine, if you haven't been abiding in Christ and staying connected to him as you should, and you need the prayers of the church, you need this family to support you, to gather around you, to lift you up in prayer, to reestablish that connection with the one who loves you, the one who died for you. I pray that you would please come and let us know any way that we can help you with that while we stand and while we sing.